Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Well, amen. What a great day already. Welcome to Sunday morning, Rosedale Baptist Church. And good to have people that are coming back for the first time. And I appreciate you guys being here uh, and coming out. Uh, let's take our Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. We're in the last two weeks. We're uh, in the home stretch of uh, finishing, completing the book of Ephesians. And uh, this week we're going to uh, echo a little bit of last week and expand upon that. And then next week, don't miss next week as we conclude uh, the book of Ephesians. I'm going to be up with a suit of armor, not on, but by uh, standing by me. Uh, and, and it really does, uh, uh, it reviews, it connects the entire book of Ephesians. Uh, and then we're going to just wrap it up, put a bow on top, something to take home. So uh, don't miss next week uh, then. Uh, but for today, take note of that spiritual invisible thread that runs through every relationship that we have. Look at chapter 6, verse number 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right for and you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, in the Lord, of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of heart, as unto Christ, in the Lord, of the Lord, to the Lord. Not with eye servants, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord, and not to men. Our relationships aren't primarily this way, uh, it's to the Lord, it's not unto men. Uh, verse 8, uh, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether, it, he, whether he be bond or free. Uh, and you masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make, especially in relationships, is when we try to divide the spiritual from the secular. Uh, well, Sunday morning, that's God's. The rest of the time, that's mine. Uh, when we try to compartmentalize different aspects of our life, giving God one, keeping the rest. Giving God two, keeping the rest. And without even realizing that that they do overflow into each other, they, they do interrelate with each other, they, they do influence each other. If you remember uh, last week, we saw the parental, the, or the marital uh, relationship, husband-wife, and now uh, in chapter 6, the parental relationship, parent-child, and uh, then uh, a little down, uh, we see the, the work relationship, boss and employee, and to think that uh, I can have a great relationship with my Heavenly Father but a horrible relationship with my wife. To think that I can have a great relationship with my Heavenly Father, uh, but then have a terrible relationship with my kids, parents. To think that I can have a great relationship with God uh, and hit and miss abrasive relationships with everybody else. Wait, to really pretend like uh, I'm good this way and be bad everywhere else, uh, it's only that pretend. It's only that we're playing make-believe. If we think we're a good Christian, good relationship, strong, a healthy relationship this way, but every other relationship we're abrasive or hard or, or argumentative or, or sharp or pointed or, or, or cynical, 
where the two are tied together. The Titanic, uh, over 100 years ago, was dubbed uh, the ship that even God couldn't sink. The ship that even God couldn't sink. The reason they thought that uh, it was designed, engineered differently, it had eight separate airtight sealed compartments Uh, And in theory, the engineering, if one of them would have punctured open and filled with water, uh, it could still remain afloat, compartmentalized, compartmentalized. Uh, The problem on that fateful night, that iceberg ripped down the side, uh, opening two of the eight, filling two of the eight with water, uh, and the water pressure burst the third and burst the fourth and burst the fifth, uh, actually breaking the ship in half uh, as it sank to the bottom of that watery grave. And so many times, boy, we try to do the same thing. Uh, well, this compartment is different than that, and this compartment, this area of my life, different than that. Not realizing that our relationship this way is absolutely tied to our relationships this way. Uh, parental, uh, marital, uh, vocational. Uh, don't forget, uh, it all starts, chapter 5, 17 and 18, uh, with our spiritual relationship with God. Uh, by the way, uh, don't forget how the book started in chapter 1, verse 15, when Paul said, I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love unto all saints. Well, I've heard how you trusted the Father with faith and how you treated the saints with love. The two go together. How you trusted the Father in faith and how you treated the saints with love. Uh, Matthew, remember that lawyer in the law right up here? Uh, When he came and he said, Lord, uh, what's the first great commandment of the law? Uh, One, one. What's the one? Uh, Remember how he gave two? Uh, He said, uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with uh, all thy soul, with uh, all thy mind. This is the first great commandment in the law. That's the one. And the second is like unto the first. They're tied together. Uh, you can't separate them. They're intrinsically tied together. Second like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Well, if you're not right here and right here, everything else falls to the ground Uh, Paul said, I heard, I heard about your your faith in the Father and your love to all saints. He threw an incredibly large net. Uh, That net that every brother, every sister, your love unto all saints. By the way, uh, one of the ways you know you're saved uh, is is one of the signs that you're saved is is you can't wait to be in church, the fellowship, uh, other brothers, sisters in Christ, Christian, that, that fellowship. Uh, I, I heard about your faith in the Father, uh, and, and I understand that there's some that still have to be a step removed, but it should be killing us. But it should be killing us. Uh, we can't wait uh, to assemble with God's people. Why? Uh, because it shows it's a sign that we're saved, our faith in the Father and our love for all saints. You say, well, uh, Pastor, aren't you overstating that a little bit? Uh, What would Christ say about that? Well, he would say, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. A stranger, you took me in. Hey, naked, you clothed me. Sick, visited me. Prison, came to me. Uh, Remember how they said, uh, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and and thirsty and, uh, and, uh, and sick and in prison? And he said, when you've done it unto one of the least, when you've done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And so uh, he does put the topic on the table, chapter 1, 
But that topic is tied together by your love for the Father, your love for the saints, your, your love for the Father, your, your love for the saints. Uh, our love should extend to all the rich and the poor. Uh, our love should extend all saints, the influential and the anonymous, those that look like us, those that don't look like us, those that are like us, those that are different than us. Boy, if you have a love for God, we should have a love for all Christians, every brother, every believer. In fact, 1 John grabs hold of that topic in chapter 4, verse 20. First uh, John says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a what? A liar. If a man says he loves God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And so uh, there, chapter 1, uh, I heard of your faith in God and your love to all, your love to all. You can't fully love God if you don't love your brother. Uh, you can't fully love God if you don't have a love for your brother. Uh, and to bring it all the way home, 1 John 4, uh, if a Jew says, I love God, and hates Gentiles, liar. Uh, if a rich person says he loves God, hates poor people, liar. Uh, if a white person says he loves God and hates black people, if a black person says he loves God and hates white people, liar. You can't love God and not automatically have a love for brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is everybody with me so far? Put down point number one. I want to give you a couple. Uh, some of the phrases will sound the same, but there's nuances too that don't miss them. Uh, number one, our human relationships should be treated with respect to, with respect to our heavenly relationship. Our, our human relationship should be uh, our behavior towards, our, the way we treat people should uh, be, be done uh, with respect to. Look at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Look at verse 4. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of, of the Lord. You see, you're not just relating to your parent, you're honoring God. Uh, you're not just being kind to a neighbor, you're honoring God. Uh, you're not just forgiving another brother, you're honoring God. Uh, and so our relationships this way needs to be with respect to our relationship this way. Uh, a love unto all saints, every brother, every sister, uh, all Christians. Uh, if I had a friend that married a kooky and a weird wife, a kooky and a weird wife, uh, my friend, my friend married a kooky and a weird wife, uh, I wouldn't say she's kooky and weird. Uh, I wouldn't treat her as if she's kooky and weird. Uh, because of my respect for my friend, uh, I would have respect for her because he chose that kooky and weird wife. He, he, he proposed to that uh, kooky and weird wife. And because of my love for him... I'll extend my love to her. Is anybody getting that? Boy, that kooky and weird brother that you have to work with? Uh, someone else chose him. Someone else proposed to him. He is a part of the bride of Christ. Uh, and as long as God chose him, loved him, proposed to him, uh, I need to make sure that the same love that I have for him, I extend to them. 
And so uh, our human relationships, our, our human relationships, uh, be it a friend, be it a co-worker, be it a family member, should be with respect, with respect. Again, verse 1, uh, children obey your parents in the Lord. Uh, verse 4, fathers provoke not your children, bring them up, nurture and admonition of the Lord. How about your work relationships? Look at verse 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your bosses, your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of heart, as unto Christ. Seven, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord. Uh, and that's not even mentioning marriage. Uh, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Husbands, love your, uh, your wives uh, as Christ also, as Christ also loved the church. In fact, every relationship we have uh, we should behave and treat that person with respect to chapter 5. Look at verse number 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. As Christ also hath loved us, given himself for us, that's how we're to walk. Uh, and then chapter 4, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God. Is, is anybody following this? Wait, every relationship we have. A love unto every brother and every sister, every born-again believer, because of our love for him, our respect for him, our friend, our father, our king, our savior, we should extend that love to those whom he loves. Uh, someone put it this way. They said, live for an audience of one. Uh, live for an audience of one. Uh, as opposed to the Pharisees in Matthew 6, where they sounded their trumpet, uh, when they gave to be seen of men, uh, to be recognized by men, uh, because they were living for men, uh, as opposed to them that disfigured their face when they fasted, to be seen of men, to be recognized by men, because they were all about uh, living uh, uh, in front of men. Uh, when they prayed on the street corner, now listen, Christ didn't live that way. He said, I do always those things that please the Father. Listen, we don't treat them the way we treat them because of them. Uh, be it a coworker, be it a neighbor, be it a family member. Uh, we don't treat them the way we treat them because of them. We treat them the way we treat them because of him. Uh, and by the way, we treat them the way we treat them because of the way he treats us with grace and patience and kindness and gentleness. Uh, and forgiveness. And so uh, make sure we get that. Uh, make sure we get that. Uh, and the only way we can be godly is if we get that. Look at the last phrase in verse number nine. Verse number nine, last phrase. Neither is there respect of persons with him. Uh, and so to live a Christ-like consistency with, with neighbors and with co-workers and with family and with, with friends and then some that are critical of us, other people like that, uh, the only way we can consistently do that uh, is if we're treating them with respect to him. Uh, there was a prodigy that uh, was supposed to be just a, an incredible violinist. Uh, one of the masters trained him, taught him, instructed him, mentored him. Uh, the problem was he was just painfully introverted, painfully shy. Uh, no one ever heard him play. They heard rumors of how good he played and how well he did. And, uh, and no one ever heard it. They prodded and chided and tried to get him to finally uh, show everyone uh, just how good he was. And, and he, finally, he finally agreed he had this concert hall packed out. He was ready to go on that fateful night. The curtain opened, and there he was, almost 
fidgeting a little bit, looking around. The, 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 the audience cheered and roared as he was fidgeting and looking around. And, and then when that, that applause went to an awkward silence, he's still looking around, darting his eyes, looking around. And then that silence went to some snickers. He finally focused in one direction in that huge coliseum. And with his eyes on that one that one area, single-minded in that one place, he pulled that bow across uh, the strings of that violin and played just magnificently, uh, unbelievably. Uh, he soared to the heavens. He brought the emotion down, the quiet, the bigness. Uh, I mean, that, that crowd was just caught up, uh, silent, uh, listening to every note. And when he finally brought the string across that last note, they jumped to their feet and burst out cheering. Uh, he took his eyes away from that one, that one corner. He walked back behind the curtain, uh, and someone asked him after that breathtaking performance, uh, tell me about what was happening there. You delayed, you hesitated, and then uh, you had a singular focus over here. Uh, and he told that person that the only reason he agreed to do that concert was his mentor, his teacher. His master, his instructor, uh, agreed to come to that concert. He wanted to find him. Well, he wanted to see him. He wanted to play for him. And in so doing, uh, he wowed the entire crowd. Living for an audience of one. Uh, our human relationships. Uh, our, our human relationships, we should approach them. Uh, behave in them. Uh, treat them uh, with regards, with respect. Uh, we should be the best worker at our job, not because of the boss, but because of him. Uh, I should be the husband that my kids need me to be, a, a, a wife needs me to be a parent. My, my kids want me to be, not because of them, but because of him living for an audience uh, of one. Colossians even goes on to say, children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And so, number one, if you've written it down, uh, not only should we have our human relationships treated with respect to, with respect to uh, our heavenly relationship, number two, write it down, uh, our human relationships will reflect on. Uh, they will reflect on our heavenly relationship and invert that. Uh, our heavenly relationship will reflect on uh, our human relationships, where our relationships this way should be mindful of our relationship this way. Uh, our relationships this way should mirror uh, our relationship this way. Look at verse 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, fear and trembling, singleness of heart, as unto Christ, uh, as unto Christ, treat them with respect too. Uh, it's as unto Christ, 6, not with eye servants as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, boy, they'll reflect on, it'll reflect on. Uh, when we have abrasive, hard, pointed, argumentative, I'm against, I don't agree with, uh, I don't like you, and, uh, and, and we try to pretend like we have a solid relationship this way, boy, it's telling. It's telling, it's showing, it's mirroring, in fact, First John continues to talk about it, chapter 3, verse number 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. 
Uh, chapter 4, verse number 7 goes on. Beloved, let us, uh, not, uh, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Don't miss that. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? For God is love. Look at verse number 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another maritally, parentally, if we love one another vocationally, socially, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Look at 20 again. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his, his brother also. Listen, the way you strengthen your relationships this way is by strengthening your relationship this way. Boy, one of the, one of the most important things I can do as a leader is to be a follower. One of the best things I can do for my marriage is spend time in prayer and read my Bible, make sure my heart is right. One of the best things I can do to be the dad that I should, the pastor that I should be, the husband that I should be, is to make sure that I'm the kind of Christian that I need to be. And then every other relationship is lived from the overflow of that. John 13, by this, Shall all men know that you are my disciples if ye have love? That hallmark characteristic, that, that key quality for people to know that you love God, that you love God, that you're discipled by God, uh, if you have a love one for another. And so I, I, I think it's this feel that when Simon Peter dove in the water, swam to shore, Christ at that fire, uh, when he interrogated him, Peter had already denied him three times when he uh, interrogated him. Uh, Lovest thou me more than these? Maybe the fish. Uh, Lovest thou me more than these? Maybe that uh, career, job, fishing. Uh, Lovest thou me more than these? Three times he said, uh, Lord, you know that I love you. Lord, you know that I love you. Each time he said, boy, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. Uh, if you love me, bless my, my children and the people of God. Put down number three. This is a simple sermon. Boy, it's a short sermon, but if you get the concept, if you get the concept all through chapter five and all through chapter six, it's not primarily about husband and wife. It's about treating them with respect to him. It's about treating your kids, your, your parents, your, your neighbors, your, your, your co-workers with respect to with respect to, and your relationship this way will reflect on, put down number three, uh, our human relationships will affect. It will affect not only uh, should we approach them with respect to, uh, not only will, will they reflect on, but then also uh, our human relationships will affect uh, our heavenly uh, relationship. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you, neither will your Father forgive yours. Matthew 5, 
Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar. Go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Listen. I'm not sure how to highlight this in our hearts and highlight this in our mind, but I promise you, if you get this, it'll change how you treat other people. It'll change your marriage, your home, your, your parenting, your relations. It, it, it'll change how you respond, how you respond when you realize that I need to respond this way with respect to. When I respond this way, it reflects on and how I respond this way affects. It affects. Not only should I be mindful, not only does it mirror, but it also can mar how I, that bitterness, that angst, that obstinance, that digging in and always wanting to fight. Well, I'm against it. I, I don't agree with it. I, I don't like that person. I hate that person. Well, we need to realize how tied together uh, the, the spiritual is with the secular. Don't, don't compartmentalize. Uh, that's why relational ships have sunk again and again and again. Uh, and when that person pushes, uh, when that person kind of pokes at, hey, before you uh, just barge in and, and, and just blast away, boy, pause, pause. Why be looking, looking, uh, looking to find the master, the savior, or our hero, be looking to find the Lord Jesus Christ and realize they're created in the image of. He chose them to be a part of the bride of. And before you play that first scraping <laughs> note at them, boy, look to him first and realize how I treat them has a lot to do with my relationship with him. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.